You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I dropped an amazing episode with Dom Grimao of The Last Felony, Ion Dissonance, and Cryptopsy. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Peer Pleasure with Dewey Halbus on Adobe Radio and Jabberjaw Media. My name is Dewey, your host with the most, bringing you more great content week after week. And this week is a fantastic episode of I Do Say So Myself. It's a band that I saw back when I saw Nominee last December. And uh, they're a local band from Portland, and they are absolutely fantastic. Yes, I'm talking about Glacier Veins. Glacier Veins uh, really blew my mind when I saw them with with Nominee. I was so excited to see Nominee for the first time that when I went to the show and I was interviewing Chris, uh, I think we cut the interview short at the end just because they started playing. He's like, you got to see this band. And Jesus Christ, he was right. <laughs> and uh, they're absolutely just an amazing band, and they are on the rise, and I wanted to put them on the show. Um to give them some exposure and at the same time figure out kind of what makes them tick. And and uh, Malia came on the show. She's the singer, primary songwriter for the band. And uh, we met up at Revolution Hall uh, in Portland, Oregon. Uh, my buddy Ray hooked us up with a spot. And, uh, yeah, it was just a good time all around. So I'm super stoked for you guys to hear Glacier Veins and uh, hear my conversation with Malia explaining, you know, where they came from and where they're going. They're on tour now as we speak. 
Um, so definitely check them out on Facebook, uh, Instagram. They're all over the place. Glacier Veins PDX. Their new release is Dream Space. It's an EP, and it's absolutely fantastic, and it sounds exactly what it sounds like. It is extremely dreamy, imaginative. The lyrics are fantastic. The message is fantastic. Um, they just really know who they are and what they're doing, which is something that is rare in a lot of local band situations, and I think that's why I was taken to them so much is, is they just seem to have everything together and knew what they wanted to do. So um, we're glad to be back with you guys this week. We're back in full swing. Got some episodes coming, uh, hopefully week after week, like we have been. I knew we took some time off, um, but we should be back and rolling hot. So glad to have you guys. Uh, definitely want you to go check out rockabilia.com. Rockabilia.com has been sponsoring the show for the last few months and the entire network of Jabberjaw, which the show is on. And uh, rockabilia.com is your one-stop shop for everything band merch-wise. You're going to find stuff on there you never even knew existed, guys. I'm serious. And you need to check them out. They're a fantastic sponsor. They're a fantastic company that I've been using since I was a teenager back in Alaska. Um, you know, over 500,000 items, just an absolutely fantastic and licensed, officially licensed merchandise, which is important because bands are getting ripped off every way but Sunday. And Rockabilia is doing it right, and it shows. They've been around forever, and they will continue to be around because they act with integrity and provide the bands what they need, and the fans especially. You guys, um, you know, you'll find everything on Rockabilia.com. I mean, from coffee mugs to slip mats to flags to, I mean, seriously, you just go check them out, Rockabilia.com. Uh, the new code for 15% off your entire order is PC Jabberjaw. PC as in podcast, PC Jabberjaw for 15% off your entire order and check them out now. Also check out Stumptown Coffee. Stumptown Coffee has been sponsoring the show as well here from Portland, Oregon. A fantastic company, a local company. You can check them out online. You've heard bands talking about Stumptown every time they come to Portland. Check them out. I believe you can order it online as well. And they've been keeping the show caffeinated and rocking and rolling. So thanks to Stumptown Coffee, stumptowncoffee.com. Really appreciate it. Now, let's get some business out of the way as well. Uh, PurePleasurePodcast.com is the website. You can check us out on all the social media, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I know we don't keep up a lot with the Twitter. I don't even understand Twitter all the way. <laughs> Full disclosure there. I prefer Instagram over Facebook, but at the same time, we're on all of them. So, you know, when new episodes come out, it drops everywhere. Definitely subscribe to the show. Rate us on iTunes. We love getting those ratings on iTunes. It helps us out. Uh, check out the sponsors and I'm going to keep this one kind of brief because I want to get into this episode and get all of it on Adobe if I can. And, uh, without further ado, here is my conversation with Malia Endress from Glacier Veins.
Malia Endress. Glacier veins. I'm going to call it glacier veins. Is that? I mean, I've heard it called glacier veins. I'm from Alaska, uh-huh. and we do not say it that way. So I, I've heard <laughs> one person said it that way, and I, I was like, oh, I've never heard that before. So yeah, glacier okay. veins is how we glacier. go. Glacier. Glacier. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, that works. If yeah. Okay. Fantastic. From here in Portland, Oregon, we're at Revolution Hall uh, in a old high school, and uh, there's still lockers in here. And uh, it's totally sweet. So thanks to Ray for hooking that up and uh, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm excited to be talking to you. I know we've had a hard time trying to make it work out. Yeah, it, and it happens sometimes, especially in town, ironically. Yeah. It's almost harder to get together in town than to just schedule something on the phone or, or anything like that. But um, So a little background. Uh, nominee came through town. I talk about nominee on the show all the time. But uh, you guys were opening that show. And Chris, we were talking a minute ago, Chris was like, hey, is that Glacier Vein starting? we got to check him out. So we cut the interview short even to go down and, and watch. And I was blown away. And I don't go to a lot of local shows anymore because I have three kids, 60-hour-a-week job. So it's very rare that I go out to a local show that's not a, like an established huge show that randomly get tickets to. Um, so it was super refreshing. But then to see a band like you guys that was so put together and, I mean, it was... It was astonishing. Like, I was shocked. <laughs> Thank you. At, at Analog Cafe in the downstairs, um, you know, it, it was just a really super great experience. And so thanks to Chris for that. But, um, you know, enough enough fluff. But <laughs> it was just such a, a cool, and we're going to play some music on the show, but it, such a cool, dreamy sound. Like, it was just this, and I didn't expect it at all, the sound that was coming out. It was great. So, um that's why I wanted to reach out and get you on the show because I was super, I've been, it's been on my Spotify and my ears at work and, and everything else for, you know, months now. And this was back, this was back before Christmas. I think this was November. No, this was December. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, welcome to the show. There's the spiel on, on how <laughs> I came about you guys. And, uh, yeah. So what's going on with Glacier Veins right now? Well, we're leaving for tour a week from today. So March 7th, um, we'll be in Salt Lake City. And mm-hmm. that starts off like about a month long tour. Um, yeah, so that, that'll that be exciting. Um, we bought a van, so we're all ready to go on that okay. level. Um, it'll be the longest tour that we've done so far. It's like, it's like basically a month, three and a half weeks. Um, and we'll be back in Portland on the 30th playing again at the Analog. So. Okay. I'm excited for that. That'll be a fun return show. Excellent. So bought a van. This is so this takes me back to the days of early touring and stuff. And you guys have been a band for a while. Yeah. Um, we've gone through quite a few lineup changes over the last I I guess it's been two, two years, three years. Okay. I started we played our first show in October of two thousand fifteen. Okay. Um, but yeah, so with um, my our bass player now, um, we bought the van, so we're ready to go, and we have some fill-ins for this tour, but okay. um, yeah, um, it'll be cool. Excellent. So you guys, I noticed the lineup changes, because the lineup I saw at Analog, it didn't match the lineup I've seen in the videos and things like that on YouTube, which is also something I want to talk about, too, is, is it seems like it's a lot easier now to have access to doing really professional videos and and things like that and throwing up on youtube and and getting plays that way and and uh exposure that way seems a lot easier now than it used to um and you guys have a pretty good youtube presence i mean there was all sorts of live videos with great sound and then uh grows back slow 
there's a video that just came out, which was an awesome video. I want to, I want to jump back. I want to jump back further than this, but I wanted to start out with that because I just saw the video a few, maybe two weeks ago, right when it came out. It was posted up on Instagram or whatever, and, and uh, it's just a fascinating video. It's it's super like Pacific Northwest on the coast. I'm guessing is where some of it was shot, yeah. and then you're the only one in the video for most of it. And then randomly there's like a dude getting washed over with waves. Is that a band member or is that someone else? Yeah, that's Kyle. He's our bass player. Um, yeah, we were kind of in just like an interesting like spot for the music video. And we did do a lot of like me performing, performing um, when we were shooting. And so it just kind of ended up being mostly me just because it's we're still we're still kind of in a transitional period with like members and stuff. Yeah. Um. But we did want to get a video out for that song and especially to have all like the scenery and nature. Mm-hmm. Um. So we did that. But yeah, that's Kyle. Um. He was a trooper that day. We drove <laughs> <laughs> we drove out to um Hug Point, which is like a little bit south of um Cannon Beach mm-hmm. on the coast, and it's just like you turn off the highway and there's just like one parking lot and you walk down to the beach and it was like October. It was really cold. Kyle, we took two cars. Um, oh yeah. Because Brit and Kat from our label common mm-hmm. ground came up, um, to Portland with Ryan Sheehy who did the video. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the five of us, Ryan, Brit, Kat, myself and Kyle drove out to hug point in two cars because Kyle had to go back like 45 minutes later to come to work and I'm pretty sure he came to work here at Rev Hall he does sound oh okay cool yeah um but uh so he it was like 50 or 40 (laughs) degrees and he literally was laying in the ocean with the waves coming up on top of him and like he was on the ground for like 20 minutes getting different shots and like (laughs) almost getting pushed into a rock in the sand yeah but and yeah so we kind of um, had it so it was like him being in the water and also there was like a log that was kind of the counterpart to mm-hmm. that. Um, but mostly it was just about like growing back. So he was like coming out of the ocean, like okay. growing back. And that's it. what the song's about. Like, what What is the song about exactly? Is the, the inspiration for that song? Because it's on the new EP and it's it's I think it's your top song on Spotify right now, probably because the video um is you know boosting it up you know from from people checking that out and then coming and listening to the band um but but what was the what was the inspiration behind that song well i think um i wrote about this in a different interview where like sometimes i like to talk about like specific like this is what i wrote the song about and other times i kind of like to show the more general idea to let people kind of have their own interpretation or like figure out how it can how their life can connect to the song Mm -hmm. but like so for this one i kind of think of it as like you put a lot of time and effort and like trust into somebody and then it just kind of like falls through or whatever and you kind of feel like you like lose a part of yourself um with that person Mm -hmm. um and so that's kind of just growing back slow is like kind of coming back from that and like it may take some time to like feel like whole or fully yourself again but you can do it and there's a lot of like growth that happens in like that kind of healing process okay that's so. that's it makes a lot of sense. I yeah. mean, absolutely. And <laughs> and uh, yeah, I wasn't sure what what exactly it was about because I could sense maybe it was about a relationship or or uh, a friendship that went sour or you know and and that makes a lot of sense. And laying in 
on the coast and the water on the ocean <laughs> up here is a lot different than like California. It's yeah. frigid. And he looked lifeless. Like he wasn't, <laughs> I was just waiting to see like, and I watched a couple times I went back. I was like, man, he's gotta be shivering. And I couldn't see it. Like it was just crazy. And the whole video seems to move at a certain pace. And then all of a sudden you start walking like real, real time speed down the beach. And then that totally like kind of just pushes the, the whole song along which was, i thought was pretty interesting and then i mean all the different shots were great and and uh but that's a video like that from a band that's not on a huge label is like something you wouldn't see <laughs> you know five ten years ago it's crazy like it seems like it, i mean what was it with a, like a like a really solid camera or was it done with like some of it with drone like what um he, ryan used just I don't, I don't know all the different kinds sure. of cameras, but he used um, one camera f through the whole thing. And like, he's done some videos for like some bigger artists mm -hmm. as well. Um, but yeah, we were like lucky that he was down to come up to Portland and help yeah. us out with a video. Um, so Sheehy TV, shout out to Sheehy Ryan. Sheehy TV, yeah. right on. <laughs> and I'll put a link on the show notes and everything to the video and everything. Cool. Cause it's, I mean, people need to see it. It's, it's <laughs> awesome. So, but I like to hear your interpretation of like the video and stuff too, because like I was saying, I think the song, I, I want to leave that song kind of open for interpretation with a basic idea. And the video, too, has, like, I don't know, there's a lot that you can, like, pick out of it, I think, mm -hmm. and see it in different ways. But sure. definitely, like, the nature is a big theme and just, like, growing back. Yeah, where you, and but it almost goes in reverse, too, where you're being covered up by leaves. Like, you're not coming out <laughs> of leaves necessarily. You're just getting more and more covered in these leaves. And there's one scene where you're standing on a rock and it's from a distance and it's like the shadow it looks like it almost looks like uh anime i guess like i don't watch <laughs> oh. anime much but the way that things are moving around you and you're just like stoic on this rock just a shadow looks like the beginning of like an anime video or something like a video game it's crazy so it's like cool. this super crisp video uh with this like i, like I was saying i got like this almost like slow motion <laughs> But everything's matching up, and then, yeah. Was That's it awkward awesome. singing along? Were you just mouthing the words, or were you singing along? I was along? singing, yeah, and there were people on the beach, and they were kind of walking by. <laughs> At one point, when I'm kneeling down by that waterfall, there was, like, some people, like, a guy and a girl were standing a couple feet away from us, and yeah. they, I, like, saw them. They looked like they were taking a picture, or they were, like, trying to pretend to take a picture of each other, but they really, like, had their camera, like, <laughs> on me. <laughs> and then I looked at them, and they, like, looked away. <laughs> But, um, yeah, no, when we standing up on that rock was wild, too, because the tide was really weird that day. It kept coming really far in uh -huh. and then going really far out. And it didn't really ever seem like it was going like all the way in and then all the way out. But so that rock was kind of in the middle and we were waiting for the time when the tide was like back. And so we like ran out there and I had to like jump on someone's back and climb up on that rock. <laughs> and then, of course, I stuck. I stick my hand in bird poop when I get to the top of oh, it. And I'm like, perfect. But then the tide, the tide starts coming back in it. Um, and I'm like literally on this rock and the ocean is surrounding me. And yeah. I was kind of freaking out, but we survived. It was all good. You have these memories now, though. <laughs> Every time you see it, you're going to know you had bird, like, yeah, bird crap bird on your hands. On my hand and oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> That, those are the those are the things that are special because you you have those and now everyone else does now yeah, everyone now else is going to be laughing when they see that. That's but. what Ryan was saying. He's like, all of my best videos have like some sort of like 
uh, what what did he say? Like not life threatening, but just like some sort of uncomfortable aspect, like pushing the boundaries of like what you're comfortable with. Yeah. Aspect to it. So I'm like, that's true. I also like laid in the dirt, like underneath this bush in um, the forest that didn't make it into the video, but mm-hmm. I did it. And that was a thing that I was like, okay. <laughs> and it was really cold too. I was, we were wet because of, we all, all five of us who were on the beach actually got like a big wave came and hit us like right at the oh, beginning. Perfect. So we were cold the whole time, but it definitely was worth it. <laughs> okay. Well you, so when you say you laid in a hole, like was it a hole under a bush or just in the dirt? Cause I've, I've known people that, uh, in my line of work, I mean, doing commercial plumbing stuff, you have to get in the ground sometimes and be under a pipe. And it's like this <laughs> weird experience, like everything's quiet and you're just dirt all it's eerie, really eerie. And, uh, is that kind of what you're talking about? It was like kind of like a trench. It was already there. I think um, it was maybe, I don't know, like I think an animal trail kind of okay. because there wasn't people didn't like walk through there, but we found a little like trench. So there was like walls on both sides of my head. And then I was just kind of like laying in it and laying back and there was um, leaves coming out or like branches coming out over the top of me. Okay. And I'm like looking around. <laughs> no, I just, at one point I just accepted it. And then, you know, it, you do like you grow a little bit from that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. The whole experience is it's it goes full circle. That's that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, let's jump back a bit because this is. I mean, we're focusing on a music video here that's uh, people need to watch before they listen to this. I guess so I'll put a disclaimer. Um, but were you born and raised in Portland then? Yeah, I was. Okay. What was your What was your childhood like? As far as like, uh, you know, it can go a lot of different ways. But do you feel uh, some of that childhood maybe uh, influenced some of your music and and just being an artist in general. Yeah, um, like what was your what was your growing up like? Um, so my parents were both like really into music. Um, okay, they met at a concert, so I think that's cool. Like, really? Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, but um, they I just watching them they would always go out to concerts like we would have me and my sister would have babysitters all the time because my parents were going out to concerts. Um, and neither of them play music, but they're both like involved in like their local scene of they have friends who were in bands and still are in bands and stuff so they kind of have like they know what it's like to be like a musician and like what it means to be in a band and stuff Mm -hmm. um so I definitely just growing up with them being so into music and showing me and my sister different kinds of music it just that's kind of what our family is about for sure there's a lot of um, importance in music. Okay. And so that's where I started like always listening to music and stuff, but I definitely started with like pop, like Disney stars. Okay. Uh-huh. My first concert was Hillary Duff when I was oh, wow. in okay. the third grade. Yeah. And, um, I used to sing a lot to like, like Hillary Duff and yeah. other Disney stars in my room on a karaoke machine Okay. and just like pretend that I was on stage like singing and like I definitely wanted to be a pop star <laughs> um but yeah I guess um I played like piano and saxophone okay growing up I took lessons and then guitar was something that I wanted to do like nobody was ever like oh you should take guitar lessons or whatever I was like I want to play guitar and so I bought a guitar and um I just taught myself how to play chords and so okay. that's how I started like learning that um and yeah, then just kind of from there, I just started writing songs and stuff. I knew that I always liked performing and singing, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, just 
learning to play guitar and being able to start writing my own songs that way was kind of how I started getting into like playing in bands and stuff. Okay. So you had, so you, I mean, lessons with, with the piano and saxophone, but then guitar was your own deal as far as, and so your parents still don't play music. There's just music fans. Yeah. My grandfather like played guitar and was in bands and stuff too. He actually had a record store in Chicago. Wow. Um, back in like the 50s that's quite a lineage yeah that's insane so so no formal training on singing either just singing along to records and disney and whatever else like it me yeah i will say though i took choir in high school and i think that definitely was like solid training for learning how to control your voice better yeah but um yeah i didn't really ever take voice lessons um and just, yeah, I just sing all the time. <laughs> Interesting, because you have a really good control of dynamics. Like, your dynamics are are can be really intense because it can go from just really subdued to really loud, like, belting. I mean, to get a grasp on that without any, like, real training is super interesting to me because a lot of times, like, when people take choir, like, sure, they can sing and they can hit all the notes, but then once they hit like a, a formal training, it, you use your diaphragm more, you actually find your voice and the power behind it. And it seems like you have a really good grasp on that from what I've seen live and then listening to the record and, and um, or the, the EP. I mean, um, it's just interesting to me, like when people, you know, reach that point on their own. Yeah. You know, cool, and thanks. well, you've got an interesting background, though, with that. I mean, and so when did you start going to these shows with your parents? Did you start going to them? Um. They, I don't, my mom would take me and my sister to like bigger like arena shows of like the Disney channel and like. Okay. So stuff that you guys like. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I mean, we would go to like outdoor, like music events and festivals and watch musicians play, but I can't really remember going to like my parents' bands shows. Um, so I then it was like in middle school when I started going to like smaller touring band mm-hmm, shows like mm-hmm. at the Hawthorne Theater yeah. um, and stuff. And like from there, I kind of got myself into like the local scene with the local bands and stuff and yeah. kind of got a feel for what it would be like to play in a local band and kind of make those connections within mm-hmm. the community in Portland. What what kind of uh, what kind of bands were branching you into? You know, when you say like, going to Hawthorne, like, it makes me feel old because I remember before <laughs> I was working clubs before the Hawthorne Theater was even a theater. And uh, like, what kind of what kind of shows were you going to when you started going to your own shows? It was like those pop rock bands, um, Hey Monday and The Cab. Mm-hmm. I remember those being some of like my my favorite shows from back in like the summers when I was in middle school. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like pop rock bands, like The Main. Okay. Um, those kind of stuff. Yeah. And that definitely, because I was really, I was into like the top 40 stuff before then. And mm-hmm. then I was kind of starting to listen to the other pop rock bands. And definitely none of my friends really were into anything like that. So it was me and my sister and her best friend. And it was like us three would be going to all these shows. And I, I don't know, it definitely helped me kind of gain some sort of like identity or independence from what everybody else was doing Mm -hmm. and um i just like those nights at the hawthorne theater or just at others like smaller shows definitely are some good memories of or like good things to point back to of like me becoming like who i am now Mm -hmm. absolutely i mean 
you're probably belting all the words you know and, and figuring out how to sing and, and oh you for know, sure yeah because you can't hear what you're saying you know you don't have to know the words or anything else you know you're just up there you know screaming along or whatever and yeah and those were those shows too I remember like being in the audience and like looking up and being like okay that's what I want to do like I want to be in bands like this and like play stages like this mm-hmm. um and so with my first band um this must have been this in like 2014 okay um we played the hawthorne theater for the first time and it was like mm-hmm. one of those pay-to-play shows you sure know, when you're starting with Jeff, out <laughs> banana probably or oh no it was it was like one of those gorilla music oh, okay there you know yeah, I would never go back to that stuff. But <laughs> I feel like every every person who starts in the local scene like does those where you like straight up need to sell like ten or so tickets to play, or yeah. else you like can't play. Um, but yes, but I it was a really cool thing being like I'm playing the Hawthorne Theater for the first time, and like those shows like weren't super like crazy. It's like mm-hmm. literally your friends are there, but. Um, we played the Battle for Warp Tour at the Hawthorne Theater okay. um, in the summer of 2016. And, like, that was the first time that we were actually, like, playing. Like, I thought it was, like, a, a cool show to be playing at the Hawthorne Theater. There was a lot of people in the local scene there mm-hmm. watching all the bands. And so that was um, a really crazy experience. Okay. And what 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 are you into now as far as, I mean, you're talking about, you know, a lot of the pop rock stuff that you were, you were listening to then and, and going to those shows, kind of finding your independence from um, the norm and kind of, you know, what your friends were listening to. What about now as far as shows go? I mean, are you still into that kind of music and those shows or have you branched on? Has this, has this opened the door to a bunch of other music? I mean, what, what's influencing you right now as far as, I think, um, and maybe other people who used to go to shows like Hey Monday and The Cab and those bands probably have gone through the same kind of transition into mm-hmm. like the indie emo, like pop punk yeah. scene. Um, that's that's mostly what I've been listening to. I don't know. Recently, I've been listening to a lot more random stuff, um, but my go-tos when I'm in the car is like Pity Sex or um, Adventures. Um, I do like... I don't know. The female vocals are always mm-hmm. awesome for me. Um, and, but yeah, so, and then also since we've been touring more and um, meeting more friends and bands, I listen to like my friends' bands from around the country, like okay. Nominee uh-huh. and Sundress, who was also on that tour with them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just random stuff. I feel like this is, I'm at like a point where I don't have like a specific thing that I'm always like listening to. I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm, I can't really say like what my favorite like type of music would be right now. Okay. Well, you, I mean, w- the reason I ask is because the music you're creating is very dense and layered and very dreamy. Like it's, it's all, and, and the dreamscape, like it, the whole thing about it is you feel like you're dreaming almost. Like if I listen to it, I have my headphones in or whatever. I'm driving to work in the morning and I'm listening to it and it's dark and it's raining or whatever. I can kind of just space out <laughs> and, you know, everything just kind of flows along and it's really peaceful. But at the same time, like there's a lot going on, you know, like there's a lot going on guitar wise, there's a lot going on melody wise. And then your choice of melody is very interesting too, because they're along with your dynamics is there's a lot of parts that that come in that I would have never expected with with like a, a popier music like you guys do a lot of times it feels like I can sense the melody coming like I know what it's going to be and I can almost foreshadow it in my head 
with you guys I can't, which is interesting. And then there's little stuff I pick out here and there, you know, where I listen to the song again and I hear something that was, you know, phrased a certain way that I didn't recognize before. You know, it's like finding something every time. What's going on, guys? This is Dewey. I want to tell you about some new releases coming up from Equal Vision Records. As you guys know, Equal Vision Records is my family, and so are these bands. I really want you to check these out. We've got Hot Water Music with their 10th studio album, Vows, out May 10th, featuring guest appearances by Dallas Green of City and Color, Thrice, The Interrupters, and Brendan and Daniel from Turnstile. See them on the 30th anniversary tour with Quicksand in the States in May and June and Europe in November. Hotwatermusic.com for more info. We also have Be Well with their new 7-inch, A Tap I Can't Turn Off, out now. First new music in two years from this band. This band is incredible, featuring members of Battery, Bane, Darkest Hour, and Fairweather. See them on tour with I Am The Avalanche in June. Equalvision.com for more info on that. And just your general information on Equalvision Records, you're always going to find something you like at Equalvision.com. Go there for vinyl and merch from all of your favorite bands. Check out Hot Water Music's new record and Be Well's new 7-inch now. What's going on, guys? This is Dewey from Peer Pleasure, and I want to tell you about our newest sponsor, DistroKid. DistroKid distributes your music across all online platforms. They are an amazing company. I've enjoyed working with them the last few weeks, and they're going to be with us for a while, and I really, really appreciate that. I love working with great companies, and DistroKid is one of them. Uh, They have an awesome thing they're doing right now called Splits. Now, if you're working, as most people are, online, doing collaborations with people from all over the country, all over the world, as easy as that is with the internet, uh, you want to get those people paid when you put that music online. And splits can do that. You can add an unlimited amount of collaborators to any track. You can change the splits at any time. You can add or remove collaborators at any time. You can see previous splits. And all your collaborators are going to have to do is sign up for a DistroKid membership, a DistroKid account, so they can get paid. And as always, DistroKid never takes a cut. You and your collaborators get 100% of the earnings in total. A couple other awesome things that they do is they set up an official artist YouTube channel. Uh, You can use Spotify Canvas, synced lyrics, promo card to promote your release on social media, a mini video for your socials as well. There's just so many awesome things about using DistroKid. And like I said, I don't advertise things I don't use, haven't signed up for. I have signed up for this. It is a breeze, literally a breeze. And you can get going right away. So definitely check out DistroKid. And I want to give you 30% off your first year's DistroKid membership at any level. That is distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP for Peer Pleasure Podcast. Once again, that is 30% off your first year's DistroKid membership at any level. distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP. Go check out DistroKid right now. distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP for 30% off. One Hit Thunder is a podcast where we both celebrate and have a good laugh about bands and artists that had just one hit that we all know. Each week, we're joined by a guest from the world of music or comedy to learn more than you ever thought you would about some songs that you can't forget. And we decide if they brought the One Hit Thunder or were nothing more than a one hit blunder. 
Look, if you listen to the show, you're probably going to laugh, and I guarantee you're going to crush next time the bar has music trivia. Tag Team, Jane Child, Meredith Brooks, Looking Glass, Sean Mullins, Eiffel 65, EMF, Crash Test Dummies, Crazy Town, Chumbawamba. We have hundreds of episodes in our back catalog and a new episode each week. So pass the duchy, make sure you're connected, and subscribe to One Hit Thunder wherever you get your pods. Hey guys, this is Dewey from Peer Pleasure, and I wanted to tell you about Premium Pleasure, our premium subscription service that's available now. Peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the website. There's three tiers, tier one, tier two, and tier three. Tier one is $5 a month. It gets you the ad-free experience. Tier two gets you access to the Peer Pleasure Passcast. It gets you access to the videos of the interviews. It gets you merch discounts. Tier three is $20 a month. That gets you all of that. It gets you the Passcast, gets you the video footage, discounts on merchandise, and monthly Zoom calls with myself and other guests. We're going to have all kinds of stuff in there for you. There's all kinds of stuff in there for you now. There is, uh, I believe, 30 to 40 videos of these interviews. There is uh, multiple episodes of the Passcast. The Passcast is a podcast that I'd started separately that is me and another podcaster or me and a guest uh, discussing a deep dive into their favorite episode of Peer Pleasure. Um, so there's a bunch of those on there. So so-and-so and I would talk about the Chino Moreno episode. So-and-so and I would talk about uh, the Yvette Young episodes. And we would do a deep dive and tell where they came from, how we got the guest, stories of uh, that weren't discussed on the podcast or maybe weren't in there. Um, it's just another glimpse behind the curtain. So that's the big deal with this premium service is giving you a glimpse behind the curtain of how the podcast is made, gives you access to things I'm doing and things that we're doing with the show, um, gives you, you know, ad free stuff. It gives you just all kinds of of things that we could throw in there to help make it a valuable part of your month, because I put everything out there on this show. I put everything I have into this show. Um, so being able to give you guys that little bit of extra is a big deal to me and having your support is a big deal to me because if we don't support our artists and creatives, we're not going to have any left. So I appreciate it. Peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the website. Go sign up today and get some of this premium pleasure. That's so really cool. that's why I was curious on what you're listening to because your output is so uh, unique. You know what I mean? Especially and... I I hate talking about this because it's it, I don't want to sound the way it's going to sound. But with female vocals, a lot of times I feel like it's in like one key. It doesn't move beyond it and it almost becomes redundant a lot of times. With you guys as well, not the case. Like there's so much variation in your range that it like holds my interest absolutely and I don't it sounds awful to say it that way but I just noticed like a lot of times that I don't know maybe you've noticed it too like where it's kind of like a they'll just get locked into like one key and just sing every song that way um I don't know if you've you've noticed that but does it make sense what I'm saying I guess because like guys it seems like they're having more like if they are in one key like it's it just I don't know if it's the lower register it doesn't sound as redundant as it does when it's higher. Hmm. I don't, I don't, you know. Yeah, I don't, because when I listen to music, I feel like I'm mostly attracted to like the melody. So mm-hmm. regardless mm-hmm. of like where it is. And I think um, if I'm like thinking about what you're saying, I think if like, 
I don't know. They can probably, for me, if a band is like singing or a vocalist is singing in the same key, like throughout their music, if they have like catchy melodies mm-hmm. that they're singing, I won't like notice the the key okay. situation. Um, but yeah, I I hear what you're saying. Okay, because I I mean, and I I listen to a lot of uh, female fronted bands. It's just I notice it more in female fronted bands than male fronted bands. Just because I think it may just be the register that sounds different, where uh, you know it's already in a lower tone, or or you know I I guess I don't know what I'm saying. I, <laughs> I I get that way sometimes, where it's like I can pick out a specific instance and then I kind of tie it into other things. Um, you know, I recently I was listening to a friend's band that that's a female fronted band, and it seemed like they were doing the same song over and over again, which I wouldn't, I guess I wouldn't notice as much if it was a male fronted band just because it's at a lower, lower register, I guess. But yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. But uh, yeah, in like uh, bands when I was growing up, like, like a lot of the punk rock bands I was listening to, it was always like super just monotone almost. Like they didn't really know how to sing. And then if the guys didn't notice thing, they'd just be screaming and it would it would throw you off enough that you weren't noticing the same thing. But with you guys, it's awesome because it's just, I mean, it's all over the place, which I love. And so you talk a lot about dreams and there's a big dream vibe to the music, as I was saying, where you can kind of get lost in it. Where does that influence come from? I mean, I know we can get into the dream thing, but as far as the sound... That that it's almost shoegazy, but it's but it's not. It's not that like layered craziness. Like it seems like it's very uh, direct. Um, I don't know. That was just kind of the sound that's appealing to me is for like playing guitar and stuff. Mm-hmm. Having uh, like kind of a wall of sound and the sound carrying through the song. So definitely with like a lot of reverb and um, delay on it. Um, but I don't know. I honestly don't put that much thought into it. I kind of have my tone that I like and that's just kind of what I do. And definitely the lead guitar on it adds that aspect of it as well. But like, again, I, I'm more focused on like melodies and lyrics in the songs and Mm -hmm. like how my guitar is sounding or like my guitar parts, um, rather than the tone. But I, I guess I just like found something that I like and I kind of just stick with that. Um, How did you find that tone as far as like, I mean, it was just trial and error or did you just kind of get it one day and just went with it? I think, yeah, it was just like, I knew that I liked reverb. Um, mm-hmm. And actually I use a Vox AC 15 and that has built in reverb there. So I don't use a pedal for that, but, and then I don't know, I was at, Um, a music store and just trying some different pedals and I was trying a delay and I was like okay I like this that's cool and um, the delay that I use kind of has a chorusy effect to it Mm -hmm. as well so there's that in it so yeah I guess I just kind of like found it I was like I know that this is kind of the vibe I'm going for and then I just did it and stuck with what I had created okay yeah and it works I mean that's one thing that I noticed is that yeah the tone is awesome and I didn't know what it was going to sound like. It, you know, I literally had no idea. It was it was so cool getting to see that just fresh, like never hearing a record, never hearing anything, and just seeing it that way. Um, but yeah, you definitely have your tone dialed in. I mean, that's something that's very and it's very it's very layered and textured, but at the same time, it's very crisp and clear. Like you can hear every note and chord and stuff. It's not muddy, and uh, that's something with that kind of music where 
it is gets in that dreamy realm it can it's easy to get lost in that and lose the sound lose the notes and it just becomes one big piece for sure for you guys you can hear everything different you can hear the leads you can hear the rhythms you can hear everything so what about lyrics as far as do were you writing lyrics before you were writing songs or did it songs come first um usually when i write it's kind of like when i'm going through an emotional phase or whatever mm-hmm. i just like feel like i need to get out something um and i'll I'll just like start messing around on the guitar, like finding chords or a, um, a structure or whatever that kind of fits my mood. And um, then I'll start writing lyrics that help me like get out whatever I'm feeling. So it's all kind of at once. Um, yeah. And I'll usually like start a song and like maybe finish it in that sitting or go come back to it over like a period of a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I usually write like my rhythm guitar and lyrics and vocal melodies all at the same time for the most part okay and so but you so you have to it sounds almost like you need a guitar to write lyrics as well like to kind of so you don't you won't just sit down with a notebook and write no not really sometimes I'll I'll like have some thought in my head that I'm like oh I'll write that down in like my notes on my phone or whatever Mm -hmm. in a notebook um and like maybe come back to it but uh, it usually, I don't know. I usually get my best like product when I'm just sitting down and like writing with my, with music and like with a guitar okay. all at the same time. Um, yeah, I don't know. Cause I've played in, um, another band where I would write lyrics to music that was already made. And I just feel like I'm not able to connect so much to the music or mm-hmm. like, I don't know, the the lyrics just don't come out right. Okay. So I really, I think having, being able to play, write music and write lyrics at the same time helped me to like get the most honest and like exactly what I need to get out. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. It's just an interesting take because it seems like you'd have the amount of concentration it would take to do both, you know, like it, to have such introspective lyrics and, I mean, it's not just like run-of-the-mill stuff. Like it's really like deep stuff. Like that's why I was wondering if you if you did it separately because I mean, just scribbling, scribbling, scribbling down, and then music over the top. You know, that's interesting. You you just do it all at once. Yeah. Well, too. Sometimes I say that it. Sometimes my songwriting is kind of like subconscious because I will like have my guitar part that I'm playing that I'm like, okay, this is I like this sound. This is definitely like fits the mood that I'm in Mm -hmm. and then I'll just start playing it and like kind of singing stuff and like sometimes words just like come out that work for what I'm like trying to write about Mm -hmm. um so yeah I definitely like I need that like push of like the the sound and like the music to help me like get the right words to come this is fascinating like this is a (laughs) a whole nother take on on like writing music that I don't hear yeah you know I it's 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 like a total package as far as as far as what you're getting because you have life happens it inspires you to play and to write and then you just everything just kind of pours out both the music and the lyrics and it's that's fascinating everyone seems to do it separately like yeah i don't have lyrics to this song yet (laughs) or i don't have music to these lyrics yet or oh i got a you know a whole bunch of lyrics written down in a notebook and they have nothing they don't mean anything musically it's all from their head Mm -hmm. and then they try to fit it to music and and 
I think that's a that's a cool way to do it too. Uh, the way that I do it is differently, and like if it works for people, mm-hmm. however they do it, works. That's good. Um, but I know, and sometimes I like kind of feel bad when people want to like work on something together, like mm-hmm. maybe try and make a song together, whatever. And I just. It's definitely something that I am interested in, like trying to grow in that area. But for me, I feel like I'm not going to get my best work with other people around. Yeah, it's not your way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so no co-writes with Malia. <laughs> no, that's definitely that is something though that I want to try. Um, I I'm like interested in like seeing that process, or at least like having something that I maybe feel kind of okay about, and like bringing it in with somebody else and like that happens on some of the songs like dream space um uh was more of a collaboration with um our drummer tyler at the time Mm -hmm. um but it's still like the whole the lyrics and like the the feel behind the song definitely come from like me like being by myself and Mm -hmm. just kind of like getting in touch with like my emotions and how i'm feeling okay This is something I kind of went through in my head where I was kind of imagining what your process would be like because we didn't know each other and and all I had was music and and everything else. And I would picture just from like just my own head, like stacks of notebooks, like (laughs) super, maybe super introverted, uh, you know, childhood or, or adolescent period where, you know, you spend a lot of time in your head. And that's where all this was coming from. It's kind of interesting to find out it's completely the opposite. (laughs) I was completely wrong. No, I definitely was a very like outgoing person like growing up, and I did like made friends easily and and everything else. Yeah. Okay. I liked I liked to try and be funny. I remember I would always say like going back to like the whole gender thing. I always was really upset in classes because I felt like I wanted to say some stuff that people would laugh at if it was a guy who had said it. Uh Like girls couldn't be like funny. But that was that was like a frustrating thing for me. I'm like, this guy can say something that's like not even that funny, and the whole class yeah. laughs. And then I try and say something. I was like, <laughs> times but. are changing. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, I, and that's why I like what I was saying with that. I don't. It was going to come out completely wrong and sound completely <laughs> bad. But because uh, I don't feel that way at all. But as far as the, you know, the the difference between you know gender, but just from like a sonic sense standpoint like it was just maybe it's just because i grew up listening to pretty much all male artists like and it was pop music for me too my dad had a radio show and i would go sit with him uh and when he was recording i couldn't make any noise and i was too young and i was like i had i wanted to make noise and so he's like well just sit in here the record room or whatever and i'd literally sit there with walls of records in the radio station and just pull out like i think the only thing i had that was that was uh female fronted with like wilson phillips or something like that like that hold on song wherever this was way back but um god you feel old what kind of radio show was it it was just a it was on a small island island in alaska it was like a volunteer thing and uh he would just play it was called the big john show and he would play pop music and just you know he'd do like a christmas show and he would do it was every thursday he recorded and it came out fridays like three o'clock and it was literally just going through playing music that he liked you know, it was, it would, he would go through the record room and it would be like the pop music show. Then there was like a classical show and a news hour and everything else. But he was like the pop guy. Cool. So that's where I got into like Michael Jackson and all that stuff. Um, and that's partially why I think I'm biased to melody, you know, because I like a lot of hardcore music. I like a lot of extreme music. 
But at the same time, when there's melody involved, it just like grabs me. And if there's none at all, it's really hard for me to get into. I have to get into something different. Yeah. I mean, does that make sense? Like, so like, uh, I had Kurt from Converge on. I don't know if you heard Converge. It's like this crazy metallic hardcore metal band. And the first time I bought the record that everyone was telling me to get, I literally listened to about 30 seconds of it and shut it off. And I was actually <laughs> upset. I was like, this is awful. And I told them that on the show. And I was like, I hated it at first. Now it's one of my favorite records, but there is zero melody at all. And it took, so, and that was one of the records that pushed me past that point of needing the melody. Yeah. But I still really appreciate the melody part and get so hooked on that stuff just from my childhood, you know? Yeah. That's interesting because, like I was saying before, like melody is the first thing that, like, really like captures my attention or whatever and if there's like a really cool like catchy melody then that'll like be the reason why I come back to like listen to a song Mm -hmm. or else it takes me like three times of like listening through like a song and like kind of getting myself familiar with it and how it sounds for me to actually say that I like something Mm -hmm. um so yeah it's mostly like the melody that'll be like okay I like this song or else I just need to like listen to it a couple of times until I can start singing along to it to yeah. actually say that I like it. <laughs> I need something to sing along to. I'm like always singing or like harmonizing with stuff that don't. You do <laughs> do the harmonizing. Harmony. Okay, perfect. So you're in your car like harmonizing yeah. <laughs> and singing over the top. That's fantastic. I do the same thing. <laughs> it's uh yeah, I do the same thing. It's it's yeah. When you get tired of singing to the song, you just add your own parts. Yeah, and like I'm sure it um, helps with like writing harmonies for my own songs you know like I wouldn't really have a way to like test it if I didn't harmonize in the car with my harmonies would be different but Mm -hmm. I'm sure that it like helps me like learn some new stuff or whatever like try out random things that perhaps could work sure and do you feel pressure to I mean you everything's kind of on you as far as writing songs and and even even melody wise like live I didn't see much of that I mean you're you're the sole vocalist like there wasn't a lot of um, you know, backing vocals, but then like on the on the EP, the the gang vocals at the end of uh, "Not Gonna Stay," like it's really powerful. <laughs> but you can tell there's like how many people were on that? As far, or was it just overdubbed a bunch of? It times? was overdubbed. There's like five of them, and also it was Sundress who did those vocals. Okay. I don't know. Did you catch their setup? I the did. Show? Yeah. Yeah, they're it, doing a split with Nominee, I guess. So it, oh, I heard of Sundressed. The same time I heard of Nominee, I think. Okay. They sent me both bands, but... Cool. Yeah. Yeah, we've been friends with Sundress for, like, since the beginning of Glacier Bands, like, two years ago. Okay, so I think it was two years ago. Okay. Two years ago. But, um, yeah, it worked out really nicely because we played a show with them um, in the summer when, like, we were tracking... Or I guess we were going to go back to finish... Um, just put some finishing touches on the EP mm-hmm. and they had an off day on their tour and we're like, you guys want to come do these? And they're like, yeah. So it's cool to have like our friends on yeah. the record and yeah, we see them like quite a bit, even though they're in Arizona. Okay. Yeah. Well still West coast. Yeah. So I mean, it's not that, not that, uh, I guess out there as far as being, you know, East coast, West coast is a little harder, but yeah, yeah. Cause if you're touring anywhere, I mean, it's, Kind of close. I mean, the West Coast is huge, though. People yeah. don't realize how much open space we have over here. That's why the Northwest just gets like left out of some tours, or like, yeah, yeah we're not making that drive from the Bay up to Portland. Exactly. Or they'll hit Seattle and San Francisco or Vancouver, and and yeah, uh, yeah they skip through it. It's it's frustrating sometimes. But so I want to touch on 
like so this can be the longest tour you guys are doing you guys have toured a bunch before like here and there but like smaller amount, yeah. like week at a time two weeks at a time like what what kind of tours are we talking here um yeah we've done like two two week tours um and then like a couple weekend runs okay um i think that's about it but like again it's been like different lineups through like the tours and like the one that we did in september um it was just down through california and mm-hmm. back and we did it in two cars okay. um so every every tour that we've done so far has kind of seemed like a whole different experience what have you time. learned from touring so far i mean that's something i like to ask because it's something that i i spend a lot of time doing and you learn all this you learn a lot about yourself yeah i don't know i think we haven't had it very rough on like any of the tours that we've done so far mm-hmm. because we've been on the west coast and basically playing with our friends and mm-hmm. so we've never like had like oh man like what what are we doing right now (laughs) you know um but I think it just like it lets me know that like that's like what I want to do I like to go out and um go to new places and like hang Mm -hmm. out with different people and it's cool because you make some like really good friends um that obviously you like see them for a couple days and then you like leave but um it's cool to be able to like keep up those relationships and like watch everybody grow um over the years and um yeah I don't know there I don't think I've had like any experience like super like life lesson mm-hmm. so far but mostly just like enjoying my time you See, know that's fantastic right there I mean that's something that some people can't do you know and and with touring I I was talking to I, forget, I think it was the thrice guys about this but they had uh their newest album title really resonated with me about touring i think it's to be everywhere is to be nowhere and it's basically when you're out there the way i see it is you'd be having the worst night of your life and it doesn't really matter because tomorrow you're going to be somewhere else but you could also be having the best night of your life and it sucks because you're going to be somewhere else tomorrow yeah you know you can't be anywhere like you you're it's such a limited time it just seems like you're on hold sometimes and it's it's stressful but also if you're i mean comfortable with that and you understand that you can really make the best of your time you can really make you know special moments all over the world for sure you know and then you have so much waiting you know you got an eight or ten hour drive and you're just going crazy and you you're literally i always joked that we used to work an hour a day like that was it and it was when we were playing and then everything else is just killing time professionally definitely uh and now and so you haven't done a ton of that but do you guys have uh things you do and with the lineup changes it may be different as well but you guys have things you do to pass the time you know now in the van but in the car like we used to take digital cameras that just come out and we used to do this thing called wind tunnel. And with a digital camera, you turn the flash on. And you're in the dark. And you just start shaking your face as hard as you can, <laughs> as hard as you can, and snap a picture. And it comes out clear because of the flash. But your cheeks are going one way. Your your eyes are going the other way. And we would just kill 10 hours doing that. That's wild. It's hilarious. And uh, But you know now there's cell phones and everything else. But are there things you guys do to pass the time? that Or things you've figured out that you like to do together? I don't know. I feel like every we've kind of like had places to be at and like hang out. Mm-hmm. And 
I, I can't like, I, this sucks. I wish I could give like a good answer or like a better answer of like what we do. I don't know. I always, um, I like to wake up early when we would like stay places and like find the closest like coffee shop or whatever. Cause I like need to have my coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would walk there and like write in a journal, um, about like the show from the night before or whatever. Okay. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I like, I think it's just cool to be able to explore different places or just like hang out with um, people that you meet, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like a funny thing that we would do. We listen. I just like listen to music in the van or whatever mm-hmm. when we're driving. This w- this time will be interesting though because um, I'm going to be in school, and so it's the first time that I'm going to be touring and like taking classes. Um, oh my god so online classes yeah it should be good i'm like i'm trying to set myself up well um there there will only be two weeks left of the term um and then so like uh, the first half will be doing stuff second half will be fine Mm -hmm. um but yeah that'll be interesting to see how that goes yeah absolutely trying to find the motivation there yeah something really fun's happening it's like oh god yeah it's final (laughs) by this time or yeah man interesting okay so this is like we're catching you guys right on the cusp here because things are going to start happening because this, I mean, this is, this music is solid. Like that's one thing I really want to put forward and why I wanted to have you on is because, uh, the show, I mean, this show goes to Adobe radio, which you've been on before. Mm -hmm. Um, I forget the name of the show. It's one of our other hosts that, um, but it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, In frequency. And that's the first time I checked that show out. I haven't listened to a lot of the Adobe shows, but, um, but yeah, I want to to get you on and and talk about it and and uh, try to you know get some more word out there and try to promote the band because I I like to promote things that I believe in and uh, that's something Thank I you. definitely do. Um, I want to touch on the dream side of things as far as uh, every there's a lot of focus on that. And you said you were journaling a bit on on the road. Do you have? Do you write down dreams when you have dreams or in your phone, like you wake up and something just totally crazy was going on? Do you like write a note in your phone or? Sometimes I do that. Sometimes it'll happen. I'll like wake up in the middle of the night and I'll be like, oh, I should write this down and I'll write it in like half asleep. And then I read it in the morning and I'm like, these literally, these words don't make sense. But like I can, it helps me remember like what happened in the dream. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I go through periods of like remembering my dreams and then also periods of like, not remembering my dreams at all, but like, um, yeah, I don't know. I think though with the whole dream idea in like my songs and, um, like the EP title or whatever, it has less to do with like your sleeping dreams. Um, and like more to do with the dreams that you have for yourself, like your goals and your dreams and yeah, making the life that you want. Okay. And what are you, are you, are you achieving that you think? As far as, I mean, are you happy with where you are right now and, yeah. and what's happening? I mean, you guys got, uh, you know, a great piece of music. You've got the means to tour now. You've got a, a plan. You've got, I mean, and you're doing, you're subbing at a at a uh, preschool, you said, right? Mm-hmm. So you have kind of a open ticket as far as being able to leave on tour and yeah. stuff like that, which is the hardest part <laughs> is finding a job where you can do that. And yeah, like doing sound at a venue or security at a venue. It's kind of <laughs> that or like a coffee shop. I mean. Yeah. No, and that's the sacrifice you have to make too, is being able to live on not a lot of money, totally, you know, and, and uh, unless you're doing something from the road, yeah. You do. Um, 
But, oh yeah, wait, so going back to yeah. what you were talking about, am I living my dreams? Yeah. Is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think, I I remember before I was in a band, um, like, I was like, if I can play in a band and, like, we can tour down the West Coast, like, I'll say that's good. And, like, I've done that, so I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, cool, at least I have done what I wanted to do back then. But I definitely, with, like, each thing we do, I, like, set, like, bigger goals and, like, have a you know, bigger dream, Mm -hmm. um, to keep like pushing forward. And I try and like go into everything with a positive mindset and like know that like I have everything, like I can do everything that I want to do if I just do it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so just motivating myself and always like seeing the positive in situations and pushing through like difficult situations. Um, so yes, I'm like super happy with, what we're doing right now and that we got to put out a record um and got to put it out like through common ground records who yeah. Britt and cat are some of like my good friends now and they've been like some of my good friends for a while um and then being able to tour and i know we're going to be playing with some of uh, our friends on this tour so it's like mm-hmm. get to go back and see those people that i haven't seen in a while yeah um so yeah i'm definitely happy with like where we're at with music and we have some other cool announcements coming soon too. So Excellent. that, yeah, okay. I feel good. Excellent. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I mean, you're in the, you're in the spot right now where things are going to start happening. You're going to start seeing crowds grow every time you hit a city again. Like it's such a cool experience that I, I wish everyone could do it. I've said it before, like graduate high school, turn 18, whatever, just go out into the world and find out what you're made of, you know? And, and that's something that not a lot of people do. I know people that have never left Portland. Oh, man. Like, are you yeah. kidding me? Like, yes, there's a lot of culture here, but you've never been away from your comfort zone. You totally. Know? And that's one thing tour really teaches you is is regardless of your outlook, your outlook's going to help you big time, but it's going to it's gonna teach you, you know, what you're made of. You're going to find out things about yourself you never knew. Like, it's it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy, but it's the coolest thing in the world. Like, I can't say it enough. Like, touring is the coolest job to have. Even though it feels sometimes like you're on hold and on freeze, you come back and friends are, you know, graduating college or had kids or, well, I've been, you know, out touring, you know, it's a job. You never have to grow up. Yeah. It's like this perpetual childhood, which is cool. Like being into like Disney and stuff like that. Like it's kind of like the dream where you just kind of keep going and, and being artistic and, and playing off what you, what's inside of you versus what someone's telling you to do. Or here's your pamphlet of how we do things here. You know, you don't have that. Yeah. It's an open book. It's in, it's intense. I mean, but it's it's terrifying too. But it's intense. That's I mean, that's the, the best way I can describe it to you is it, once you really start going and touring and touring and touring and uh, like you're gonna have a, you're gonna have a blast. For sure, I'm really like looking forward to or like interested in seeing like how like the length of time like the difference it like or how how it will feel different than just doing like two weeks mm-hmm. or whatever um and like going to places farther away that like I haven't been to before mm-hmm. and like not really knowing like anybody out in those areas so yeah. there's definitely like a lot more uncertainty um but I'm like excited to see what what's gonna happen yeah you guys got a <laughs> you guys got a good thing going and I mean just keep that momentum going and keep the music coming and and like I said, you're going to have a blast. You're going to see audiences grow. You're going to see people in other parts of the world that are singing your songs, just like you were doing to these other bands, people you've never met before. 
and uh, even with the internet and all the competition there is out there, I mean, I think you guys are are just going to do fantastic. I mean, the 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 music is there, the performance is there, the drives there behind it. I don't think it can go any other way. You know, it's well, it's cool awesome. So I'm so glad to have you on the show and uh, appreciate the time. And yeah, thank and we're going to put some music on if you guys don't mind on the show, and then uh, links to the website and. And Facebook and all that stuff, so people can see it. And when this comes out on Adobe as well, and uh, I don't know, are, are, do you know if they're playing you guys on Adobe? Um, I don't know. I know it's been it's played been playing before. I don't know if it is currently. Okay, I can find out on that. But uh, we'll definitely have it on this show, and when this show airs, and and uh, yeah, hopefully get some good feedback from that. And and uh, cool. I'm stoked. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you, Malia. Thank you so much. All right. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed my episode with Malia Endress from Glacier Veins here in Portland, Oregon. They are on tour now. Check them out online, Glacier Veins PDX. See if they're coming to your town. Tell them Dewey sent you, and you guys aren't going to be disappointed. This band is fantastic, super dreamy, and super good. Uh, So I've been having them. They've been on my Spotify for the last few months since I saw them. So uh, definitely check out Glacier Veins. Thanks again for Malia for coming on. Thanks again to Ray broken us up with a spot to do the interview i love doing interviews face to face versus on the phone it's a whole different ball game and i love having that full body language and everything else it feels so much more real but as always sometimes it has to go over the phone so i appreciate you guys sticking with me i appreciate you guys listening to the show week after week i really appreciate all the subscriptions and all the reviews and hitting up our sponsors rockabilia.com and stumptowncoffee.com Thanks again to those guys, and thanks again to all of you. And as always, we'll see you on the radio. Hey, this is Steve Choi, host of the Musicians Guild podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Within the four walls of the Musicians Guild, we'll be discussing the habits, idiosyncrasies, experiences, and general psychology of my friends and peers, all involved with music in various capacities. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com.